Oh, what's going to be our final question before we go? I can just start um, a timer. Who do we think is going to win Game of Thrones? No. Oh. No one. No. Um, Son of a bitch. No. <laughs> well, we don't have to give anything away. No. We can just say who do no. we think. No. I think. I'm good with it. I think uh, maybe what fandom would you replicate in your ba the, basement? Oh, if, if you, you could. could. No one's, no one's going to see this. I don't know what you Before mean. Game of Thrones. Yeah, but she hasn't seen it. No, yeah. because I'm well, willing to I've got all that. sorts of theories I was going to provide no. you. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Nope. Where's the knife? See, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Charles, this is a good way to get stabbed. Yeah, well, thank you for removing the There was the knife. remembering. I said there is no prediction, only a warning. Welcome, sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. <laughs> okay, well, hello everyone, and uh, welcome to the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Jenna. Charles. John. <coughs> and I'm Seth. And uh, this is a special After Dark edition of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast, so it's hard to tell what might happen here tonight. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. we're going to try to be good. We took all the knives away from Jenna. We got them out of her reach. <laughs> so we, we didn't really, we weren't quite ready to have Charles's head in a box. But Charles has but this. Charles wasn't I ready to have his head himself. in the box. But I like Charles. <laughs> oh, right. Well, and we didn't really want you wearing John's skin my the rest I, of the night. What I do in the name of my ancestors is my own business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't doubt Jenna's craftsmanship. She oh, would no. Make something beautiful. My, my I'm sure it would be. My ancestors are Irish. You're doing what my ancestors do. <laughs> so, um. Well, uh, so this week we're going to talk about the fascinating trip we took up to Lyons, Nebraska, and we met with uh, Bill Hedges, who has a studio. He bought an old um, abandoned movie studio, um, a theater, sorry, and converted it into a movie studio called Cosmic Film Studio, and he's filming a, <coughs> excuse me, a series that's going to be on, that is on YouTube called Cosmic Cat. And it's about the adventures of him. Uh, his character is called Will. Um, easy to remember because his name is Bill. Is there a last name? Uh, maybe Will Hedges. I don't Will. know. All right. Will find out. <laughs> and so it begins. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! Don't uh, even need that, man. Go ahead and give him his, his hammer spanking. erection. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> I need so, fi fix fix yes. your mic. <laughs> oh my! Yes. <laughs> my mic is exposed. <laughs> I must I must cover it now. There, yes, there so, isn't um, whiskey in this house. So yeah, so the Cosmic <laughs> Cats are so Will, and it stars his cat Penny, um, and um, he uh, 
He's crafted some. The warplanes are coming through. <laughs> if, you all, if you can all hear that in the Turn background. What, what was that? The, that was uh, the White House signaling <laughs> war with like Iran. Morse code? Uh, are the aliens attacking? <laughs> yes. the yes. It's Independence Day. The, the, Isle, of the Isle of Man is calling. Never mind, <laughs> Jenna. It's not there. important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You it's were never here important. tonight. What message? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so uh, he's filming this series. It's about the adventures of him and his cat in outer space. And, um, cat Penny. The Penny yeah. Kitty. The Penny. Yes. And uh, it's uh, pretty good. I've seen, we've seen, well, the first one's publicly released. Everybody can get to it. The second episode is out. Uh, I think all of us have seen it, um, and it's it's good. Our friend uh, Katie Otten uh, was hired or offered to um, act in the film and friend did a great show, job. Friend of the show, Katie Otten. Friend of the show. Friend of the and show, but um, I have to ask, Katie, is she a cousin? Because, like, you guys have the same hair and I, okay. <laughs> like, she, like, I saw her picture and she reminded me a lot of you. Hmm. Okay. Of Katie? Yeah. So two Katies? Yeah. Could be. Not because it's Katie and Katie, but just because they kind of look alike, structurally. Uh, interesting. So, anyway, I'm interested. <laughs> so, this was the first uh, exposure of Jenna and Seth. And Charles, you didn't, didn't make, make it, it no. um, to Bill Hedges' place. And uh, so I'm interested in what you thought. And I want to make a little side mention there that this was their first trip up to Lyons, Nebraska to meet with Bill Hedges. Yeah. And so they didn't know anything about him. Mm -hmm. And all the way up, they kind of joked about, are you taking us to our death? <laughs> I mean, you say joked. <laughs> there was but some definite I mean, concern. I mean, no. There's been a lot of talk around here about heads in boxes <laughs> and mad science. Yes, and right. You are kind of a mad science, mad scientist taking us up to a place we've never been before. Right. And where, uh, and to be honest, that does make actually a pretty funny um, slash interesting slash viable B movie well, the plot. first place plot yeah. of. Like first person camera, uh, a podcast is going up there to shoot a film, and <laughs> yeah. they end up becoming props. <laughs> yeah, permanent props. Permanent yeah. props yeah. in this in this sci-fi studio in the middle of a small town nowhere. I mean, right. I very purposely I mean, didn't wear a red shirt that day. <laughs> but, but I mean, to look at the house it does not take away from that base motel. No, feel. no, and it looks very base like, motelish. You go in, it's like yeah, this is great, this is great, and then. The the, yeah. the nice man opens up a hole in the floor and you just like well ah, so to he's be got, fair he's it was behind a bookshelf a right. secret bookshelf what does that make secret it better bookshelf slides out how does that make it how does it that was, it was right. neat okay so we there's a trap door explain. I'm a human centipede yeah. now but that's neat I'm so glad that I jumped down that hole first yeah. you so Second. so we get there. And we mentioned that Bill Hedges has this secret passageway behind a bookshelf in his mother's bedroom. That leads to That the leads basement. to the basement. And first thing is, Jenna's like, what? Really? Let me in. I got to try this. Yeah, he, he, pull, he pulls the book that releases the door. And up to this point, like, Jenna's been like, you have to watch me. Uh, I... I don't want to do anything stupid. <laughs> but no. And then her first, her very first instinct, just like that smile on her face, right yes. there. And you talk the about the door your falls Aztec away, nature. and she's just like, 
down that hole. I and told you my whiteness came out as in every horror movie you're, that gets the leader killed. And, and, you and I'm to like, us that you were a primate. You just like just climb down that like. like uh, that's what CrossFit's for. You climb shit. <laughs> and I was like, well, there goes my support. I'm on my own now. She, she jumped right into the vat of acid. Fair, I'm dead. <laughs> to be fair, exactly. I think the only other, the only two uh, other people who could have made it down that hole, because it was a small hole, was Bill and Linda. <laughs> it was a very tight fit. Uh, yeah. now, but, uh, <clears throat> now, for our audience, um, when we get to the interview of Bill Hedges, which we'll have in a minute, um, watch for the little insert video, and you'll see Jenna going down that um, that little hidey hole and it disappearing into. It was fun. At the point for us all, for all Seth and she knew, oblivion. <laughs> to be fair, it would have been a good death. And <laughs> Jenna was put off her guard because the very first thing that happened was we met Penny the cat. Yeah. Right, adorable. is an adorable awesome. little black awesome. kitty, and it's very lovey, friendly, and it loves strangers. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and I was like. <gasps> And oh. that was the end of uh, that was the end of Jenna's. That was the end of Jenna's yeah, All inhibitions <laughs> melted away. It's true, and and to be fair, like it's such a cool secret passage that Bill uh, had just admitted his granddaughter never ever took the stairs. She always went down the secret passage. Well, I mean, I'll meet yeah. You down in the basement, Grandpa. Yeah, and the uh, the cool thing about it is that the secret passage down when you climb down the ladder, it ends up on a stage, which is part of the theater that he built in his basement where he can show movies and it's it'll fit like what 20 people or more at least and, and I, it's a legit theater that uh, he made that to look like constellations in the winter sky yeah because he's an astronomer and he duplicated led lights in the ceiling of the theater yeah. to match the constellations oh, okay. yeah, so linda confirms it's 40 people 40 that could people. fit in this theater they, they would be very fr very friendly 40 people. Yeah. But, I mean, standard, you know, packed theater. Yeah. But what's amazing is that he But there loved needs to be a picture of this movies. just so that people know what we're talking about. This was a legit... No, these had legit theater seats that he had Because he, he taken. took them yeah. from the theater that he bought mm -hmm. that he had been going to since he was a kid. He actually worked there when he was a kid. Yes, as a retired person. So you have to imagine how old this theater was. Those seats were more comfortable than the modern theater seats. Yes. Yeah. Accurate. Except for the leather recliners. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, take away the leather recliners. Yes, more yeah. comfortable. But it was very cool that he made look like a Romanesque open air theater. Uh, yeah, theater. It was it was amazing. It was it was most definitely a project of love, and you could feel that being in that mm. space. And that and and the theater down there was not the only thing in the basement. No, no, right? Not so by, not that by was a section shot. one. So he had a, a recreation of a Hollywood diner. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 50s diner. Yeah. But it was our s with sp space 50s diner. With yeah. classic 50s uh, art or uh, pinball machines. And that pin up that work. Uh, touches. Pin up touches. Yeah. Yeah. And um, an old uh, rotary dialed phone booth, an actual phone booth from like the 50s, wood phone booth that you could go in. You pick up the phone, it's actually got a dial tone. Uh, unfortunately, because it's rotary, and the local phone company only supports touch tones they don't now. You rotary can't. Anymore? No, you yes. can't dial out with a, the rotary. He had yeah. lately all 
all the fixins like co- a comic book a revolving comic book uh, thing with rack yeah with old mm. comic books old in it old gum and candy stands old gum and candy old postcards popcorn machine uh, and he had a chalk menu up there that's that said uh, uh, sausage eggs uh, ham, spam, 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 spam. spam. Yeah. <laughs> sausage eggs, sausage egg and ham, or spam, 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 and spam. Right. I feel like what I just saw was like the alcohol switched on. Bam. It's like it's like you spam. There it is. It, it, there it is. And not. You, you have to do the Monty Python. Yeah, you, you have, have to do, do the Monty you Python. You have to. Yeah. And it he, would be and a waste like, otherwise. He had like so a large to, to memorize the not menu. the Messiah. It, it's, it jumps out at you if you know your Monty yeah. Python. You yeah, have to go. Have to, do it. to know what we're talking about, you have to go, Charles. So yeah. no, I know. I think and he like had it. like <laughs> a, a two-foot-long model of the actual DeLorean yeah. that was used in Back to the Future. That lights up. And he had a lot of uh, uh, newspapers like on the wall and, and uh, flyers and stuff on the desk that talked about um, you know, save the clock tower. Save the clock yeah. tower, and funds are being raised. Contribute to the save the clock tower fund, and yeah, it was very Back to the Future esque, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. And the secret hatch that went behind the theater also exited into the diner. No, I've I've got a question. Mm-hmm. Did you take the time to show him your flex capacitor? I did not. He had his own. I just like well, I, I would I have thought have. Bill would have compared. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, you just like go to somebody's house house to compare flux capacitors. <laughs> I don't know why else you would have. Them. So I'm suddenly thinking of that meme. What 1.25 gigaflux? Oh, we need a flux capacitor. <laughs> we- yes. Yeah, right. Yes. So the uh, so the the uh, diner. Um, then he also had some other areas. Uh, he had like a mad scientist lab. Yeah. A, uh, dentist what? chair, or was it a barber chair? Dentist chair. It was a barber chair. Okay, so it was a barber chair. But in, in context, it was a mad scientist's experimental, yeah, experimental chair. chair. Right. Well, in right. reality, dentists and barber Aaron's chairs were Aaron's just looking the over there like, where did... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron's like, where did you take my girlfriend? Right. Like, this where? is the sort of chair you'd expect to sit in to have your brain removed. Yes, right. And I replaced. could see I could see it in a Hannibal Lecter movie easily. But, babe, it was so cool. I can't wait to take you there. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they gave me a lobotomy and a chip, I swear. Yeah, just be no. sure to fill out your last will and testicle before you go. <laughs> testicle? What? <laughs> Right. Will and what? <laughs> <laughs> Last will and testicle. You've never watched All in the Family with Archie no. Bunker? No, and, and you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there right now and tell yeah. our audience not to do that. <laughs> not to watch that <laughs> just, show. Just going to let that one go. Yeah. No, like he was gonna. He thought he was going to die, and he was going to fill out his last will and testicle. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. All yes. Right. You remember that, John. Edith. Yes. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so, so there was all that, but... That's not all. No. But wait, there's but more. Wait, there there's is more. more. He also recreated the command deck of the Jupiter Two from Lost in Space. The the original the Lost inside. in Space. Yeah. We should mention the original. Yeah, the original. Yeah, I mean all the blinky lights, the radar scopes. He the... made 
an alien landscape for you to look out on. Yeah, yeah. from the front windshield. From the front windshield that would turn from day to night. And yes. then thunderstorm. And then thunderstorms and then like meteor showers. Meteor showers yeah. with oh like a laser beautiful. light show and sound effects. And, and he had like, like uh, inside the robot on-off switches, and he I has mean, the heart of an engineer. Oh my it's, God. He's the kind of engineer whose roads I would drive on. I mean, like, <laughs> like this was a set. Th- th- this was a recreation Poor that Charles. you could actually, like, you could go in there. You could flip the buttons. Yeah, and they would do the, things. You could yes. turn the circuit panels around. And he had in the corner. He had um, the eight-foot Jacob's Ladder that they had on the ship that would run occasionally. And he flipped that thing on. Remember the... And he's oh, like, yeah. yeah, this actually is a fire hazard. Yeah. But it's neat. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and Bill was like, you know, mine's much smaller than mine's that. Mine's only like four But he doesn't have a Tesla coil. Yeah, he also just Yet. like had a TV screen in there that he yeah. said he just like came down and watched TV down there. Right. His spaceship. Right. Which, how cool spaceship. is that? Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. yeah. Just like, yeah. I've got a spaceship that I can watch movies. That is sweet. And and that, uh, and again, that's just his home. That's just his basement. Yeah. Like, that's not talking about the cool garage he has Mm -hmm. where he had what kind of, was it a couple old cars? Model A. Model T. I'm all about that observatory that he had. I'm not about that. Yeah. And then he built an observatory. With yeah. a like roll with back a roof. God knows yeah. how expensive a uh, telescope. Yeah. But being in a small town, he doesn't have to worry about light pollution. So right. he has it right yeah. there. And it's just like, oh, Amazing. life goals. Hashtag life goals. Right. Oh, my God. You know, I, I don't know if you guys thought this, but as I'm there going through all that stuff and I'm looking at the 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 house the studio he's got he actually bought the building next to the studio that is a um, art gallery for space art and then he bought the building next to that and converted it so the brick front of the building will fold down on a big motor in the summer and a set of bleacher chairs will roll out to be a stair step thing and he drives up a van pulling a giant screen, and he'll show outdoor movies on Main Street in Lyons, Nebraska see, in the summer. We ac- that's something we actually need to do, I think. Yeah. Because I would really like to see that happen. That it, it almost reminded me of whoever the guy was that built the um, volcano lair in James Bond. I mean, this guy could do that. And, and Bill's just like life goals. Yes, <laughs> right. But, I mean, and that's where... You know, we've talked before about how interesting and wonderful the cosplay community is in Omaha Mm -hmm. and Nebraska because, let's be honest, there's not as much to do and it's really easy for us all to connect. And you see someone like this who takes a passion and builds beautiful things, uh, interesting things, the things that we're like, if I ever, if I had a million dollars, I would do this. He did not have a million dollars. But he fucking did it, and good for him. And he, good for him for yeah. living the life that we joke about we would live, and it's like... And I'm-
I'm did it. doing it. Born yeah, and it, free. it seriously made me. Th- <laughs> yeah. free as the wind <laughs> it seriously made me think that when I retire, I want to move to a small town and do something like that, or at least you, you want to. I want to take over uh, my own. Bigger Linda's basement. like, we're going to need yeah. more money. Yes, yeah. Bill, Bill just. Bill just wants to take over his own small town and yeah. do but whatever to, he wants. To be, <laughs> to be fair to us, we still aren't exactly sure how he afforded it. He might be selling kidneys yeah, on the black yeah. market. And is, is From people that town? go down behind the bookcase. Is, yeah. there, is there a small town that's ready for ovipositors yet? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's hard like, to say. I don't know. It's hard to say. That's you uh, didn't think that was coming up. You're wrong. <laughs> it just did. So That's in reference go. to uh, an article that uh, Charles posted on our I, internal oh, chat. We, we probably don't want to get into the gory details yet no. until right. we. No, we'll po- save it for uh, Galactic Drift after and, yeah. dark. See, it's a Dude. teaser. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a, a teaser. teaser. I think Come right now back. we should get to the interview yes. that you guys can. Yeah, I think so. Let's. Uh, so we're, we did, uh, John and I. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Seth and uh, Jenna had to get back to Omaha. Adulting. So they, so they oh. yeah, they couldn't stay. But John and I mm. stayed, and we did uh, about a half-hour interview with Bill Hedges. Talked to him about uh, his uh, series Cosmic Cat, how he got started in the whole sci-fi thing, and uh, it's a really interesting interview. So uh, let's just take uh, a little bit here, and we'll cut to that right now, and then uh, come back, and we'll have a little bit more following that. So take it away. Well, hello, and welcome to uh, Cosmic Film Studios. Uh, I'm here with Bill Hedges and John Powers. And, um, and you are? And I'm Bill Newman, not, not Hedges, Bill Hedges. The other Bill. Right. Although Bill. the two Bills do have a lot of uh, uh, in common as far they as uh, love of science they fiction. They really do, but now I'm going to refer to you as Bill the Lesser. <laughs> because Bill, Bill the Greater... Has has constructed the true has all of scientist this stuff. paradise, right? And um, or you could call me Will because that's my character in my oh, series. Oh yeah, Will. And uh, right now, actually, we're filming this interview in one of Bill's sets that he built himself. Uh, for now, this is going to be an upcoming episode of Cosmic Cat. Is this the third episode that this? No, this is be? the second one, okay. and uh, it's finished. And uh, I've entered it in some film festivals. And as soon as that's uh, you know shown at them, then I'm going to put it on YouTube. Okay, cool. Now, um, have you? Do you have like a idea of how many episodes you're going to make for the Cosmic Cat series? Uh, it's uh, indefinite, but I do have 12 scripts written so far, oh, and that allows gosh. me to have a little bit of an arc and right. continuity between them. But I have ideas for a lot more, and you know, have outlines and treatments, you know, already written. Now, you had mentioned when we were doing the tour a little bit ago. Um, that you were showing some of the props from the first two episodes that you've done, and you mentioned how there's a, a look, sort of an Easter egg, I guess you would say, in each of the episodes that kind of foreshadows an upcoming episode. Yeah, I thought it'd be fun to actually have uh, some clues to what the next episode is. So if you uh, watch closely, you might even have the freeze frame things, you'll see something that refers to what's going to be in the next episode. So I thought that'd be kind of fun to include in each episode. So like a magazine cover? Yeah, or, or a, a pro- background prop. <laughs> so like in you know, the Scaredy Cat at first episode, I had a, a keeper's staff from uh, uh, Lost in Space episode. Mm-hmm. And so then this next episode, you know, it involves a zoo. So that's kind of a clue to what that nice. episode's going to be about. Very cool. Well, now, what 
prompted your love of science fiction? How did you get hooked on the whole science fiction book? I, I've always liked science, and when we lived on the farm when I was about 10, my folks got me a telescope, so I got me interested in uh, astronomy. And uh, my uncle had an electronics t TV shop, and he gave me a you know, voltmeter and his old army training book, so that got me interested in electronics. So I've always been interested in science, and of course I had the chemistry sets. And, yeah. But uh, your movies uh, influenced me a lot. Uh, and also, uh, you know, I liked uh, the sci-fi shows of the 60s, like Star Trek and, you know, Lost in Space. And yeah, you seem to have a particular love for the Lost in Space series, because you've got the, the whole, and we'll show some footage of this uh, during the interview here, but you've recreated the whole main uh, inside of the Jupiter 2 in your basement, which and is just amazing. And the outside, yeah, you got, what, a, a quarter of the front of it here, or two-thirds of the front of the, the Jupiter 2. Um, so it seems like you really have a passion over the Lost in Space series. Yeah, it must have been that, you know, the time, the right age, it just struck me, and really, uh, uh, I, I like Star Trek too, but, you know, much more Lost in Space, just because there's you know, more of a personal spaceship. And, sure. You know, Star Trek was a little bit more, you know, military, and right. you know, you didn't have as much control over what you could do unless you were, the, you know, the captain. But Lost in Space, it was, you know, they were more free to, you know, travel around where they wanted do to, what they wanted do to. what they wanted. And there was no non-interference directive, yeah. so Dr. Smith could do whatever he wanted. And I, <laughs> I loved all the uh, mysterious alien, you know, uh, Spaceships and you know devices they would find, which would you know precipitate in the episode. Yeah, and, and it was amazing how much they did with the minute budgets that they had at the time, and everything was kind of low tech, but they made it work. Um, you know, even Star Trek itself, they had what just a minimal budget. Well, yeah, like the Horta from from the episode with Horta is actually a carpet. Really? That some guy's under, and he just kind of crawled along. <laughs> so yes, they, they, they worked wonders with a very minimal budget for effects. And I think that has a lot to do with you know, the writers too, you know, especially the first season of uh, you know, Lost in Space. And, mm -hmm. You know, they even shared some writers with uh, Star Trek too. Right. Now, I'm interested in getting your perspective on this, because Lost in Space, if you watch the pilot, maybe the first couple of episodes, it seems like a lot more serious science fiction, but then it, at a certain point, it turned more campy. Doctor Smith was kind of cool in those first yeah. couple episodes, and then and then it kind of changed. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. The, the first season was my favorite, the black and white season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know they did try and stay more serious, although you know they did you know try to sneak some humor in. You know, especially sure. as, as uh, Jonathan Harris didn't want to be killed off. So he had to, you know, lighten it up a little bit from this more snarling villain. Type. Right. Yeah, because I, I, that makes a lot of sense. Because if he was really that bad of a guy, they would have ejected him out into space and said, you know, listen, this guy's hopeless. He's destroying, you know, our, our, any possibility of us getting back. We could be marooned. He could steal the ship. Who knows? We can't trust this guy. A normal family would have gotten rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. So after after the first season, it you know, did get campy and you know a little more silly, but you know I, I still like watching it just because of the uh, the, the hardware of it. Uh, any movie, any episode, you know, no matter how bad it was, 
I would still enjoy it if it would show some, you know, the, the spaceship or the chariot or the flying the rocket belt around. I like that too. I'm more uh, focused on the props and stuff, really. And you've got some amazing props here that you, you so you built this basically. Um, the frame, put all the buttons in, lit it all up. And you do that with a lot of the stuff, right? You make it yourself. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't really start you know, making props too much until I decided to build my uh, little uh, Jupiter II uh, interior in my basement. Ah, yeah. And uh, so I, that's when I actually started learning how to, you know, mold stuff and you know, cast parts out of resin. And, uh, but uh, that was. You know, basically, uh, let get started is finishing that room. So, so tell me about that process of, of making something out of resin. How do you get started? Do you make it? Do you cast? Uh, do you make something like out of wood first, and then make a mold out of that? Or how well, that the, so the ones that mostly I had was uh, cast from uh, par parts that were already uh, you know made. So, uh -huh. I had actually visited some uh, other uh, collectors that had some of the other uh, panels. And they let me make, uh, I'd make molds of their knobs and stuff. And they let me measure everything and photograph it. And even, you know, take some of this you know, stuff apart so I could see how it was built inside. So uh, once you have the mold, then you can make, you know, you know, lots of copies of it. So how do you do that? Do you make, do you have like a little container there yeah, and you, you put the knob in? Yeah, and you take work? a little plastic jar and uh, kind of support it. And then you pour this... Uh, Liquid, uh, you mix up a two-part rubber uh, compound, okay. and it you know solidifies in an hour or so. And, and then after that, uh, you can you know, pull it out and pour resin in it, and, and then you know, it stretches enough where you can take it off. Kind of, kind of common for fan fiction. It's like uh, I know Star Trek continues use that very method to make all the buttons for the bridge because they're just they're yeah. not available. And also even for the hero props, like oh, the other. Yeah. Uh, Phasers, uh, they would you when they were more delicate. You wouldn't want to break them. So if they were just carrying around or wrestling or something, they would make a mold of that and just make a, a rubber, you know, version of it. So right. So if it got smashed or yeah. dropped, it wouldn't destroy it. Oh, that's neat. Now, so you learned how to do all of this wiring and stuff from your association with your yeah. I was always interested in electronics. Yeah. And. Uh, and who was it that had the, the television repair studio? Oh, my uncle. Your uncle? Yeah. Okay. And uh, he's responsible for me getting me interested in electronics. So nice. I'd go to his shop and he'd have all these, you know, televisions, you know, uh, pulled out, uh, you know, from the cabinets. And I just thought that was a, you know, it's a cool area. Yeah. You know, oscilloscopes and all this test equipment. Until you find the capacitor. <laughs> yeah. It's all real cool. Yeah. And back then you could actually work on stuff, not like sure. today. Where you had all these discrete components. So. Right, right. Huh. Now, the this set that we're in right now, you also built the whole set yourself. Yeah. Now, how did you learn all the carpentry? Because that's kind of a, a totally different skill set. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, partly because uh, uh, came from wanting to restore, you know, my my houses. Uh, you know, I have a, like a hundred year old house, and uh, I've always so I could never afford, uh, you know, to hire you know people to do it. So I'd just get a book on how to you know, wire up, you know, the things to to, to code or plumb things to code, and I do it myself. So you know, that's where I uh, learned, you know, 
that type of wiring and you know also construction you know we grew up I grew up on a farm and dad I guess I got that from him because uh, he would uh, if he wanted something he'd make it himself kind and, of a do-it-yourself yeah, kind of guy. fix up yeah. houses so yeah. that probably came from him nice. so all all my carpentry skills, wiring skills, and everything, you know, now I was able to transfer into building props. So. Oh, very cool. Now, um, at what point did you decide that you wanted to film a series of Cosmic Cat? Uh, well, after, the reason I uh, did that was because, well, I've always been an amateur filmmaker, so when I graduated from high school, my folks gave me a, a Super 8 movie camera, so I'd make my own little, you know, films from that and do stop motion films. Oh, yeah. And that was fun. And later, when they got video cameras, that was made it easier because mm -hmm. uh, uh, it was expensive actually to make movies with Super 8. Right, right. Because you had to pay for the development yeah. of the film. Yeah. Well, it'd be like about ten dollars for you know a three-minute reel, mm -hmm. and that was back that then. That adds up. And then with the video, of course, you can erase it and reshoot yeah. it if you needed to. That made it very economical. So uh, makes our show possible. Yes. The ability to erase what we do <laughs> and do it again. So, and, yeah. and edit easy with the modern day computers and software. So now that I look back at some of my old uh, videos, they look you know really amateurish and sure. you know, almost embarrassing. I'll leave one and show it to them. <laughs> but you know, I, I'd have to drag my family into you know being in it too because right, right. my kids were kind of reluctant to be in it. But, but it's the stuff like yeah. that that fosters your love of doing that sort of thing. And it's a learning process. I mean, I'm sure even Steven Spielberg didn't start out being a great filmmaker. He's probably got some some projects hidden in a closet somewhere that he doesn't want anyone to see either. So, but yeah, that's that's very cool. Yeah. And so I didn't start out when I was young, but uh, as far as actually uh, taking it up to another level, yeah. uh, that started from after I built my. Well, I had actually acquired a couple of original prop panels from you know, the Jupiter 2 from Lost in Space. Okay. And rather than just have them displayed in a, uh, by themselves, I thought it'd be fun to actually work them into the original type cabinet. So uh, I did a lot of research and even got some original blueprints of the, how the set was built. And uh, so I had seen uh, a flight console that another guy had made uh, that uh, had at a convention. So that really inspired me too. He, God measured it and uh, you know, took a lot of photographs of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I decided if he could make it, you know, I should be able to do it too. It wasn't as you know complicated as it might seem because yeah. he just made it out of plywood and mm -hmm. you know, plastic and you know. This, uh, so then I realized that when I could do it myself, I did fix up a you know vacant room in my basement. It could be like the spaceship. So I actually had some original props from uh, Lost in Space Center. But so did you find a lot of that, uh, the, the parts that you needed? Like you mentioned the, the Burroughs consoles. Yeah. Did you find those online then, or how did you go about acquiring I, I acquired a few things on eBay, okay. so, and even some original props. Mm -hmm. But uh, most of the panels in there are just made out of plywood with uh, you know, light old you know, vintage you know, light bulbs. And, mm -hmm. or, uh, mm -hmm. Light domes and stuff, and oh. switches. So. Yeah. So I imagine it probably gets warm in there if it's old. It's the old incandescent bulbs. No, that are uh, I switched them out to LEDs. Oh, so you did. Okay. I have about a, you know thousand 
you know, little bulbs in there. So oh, yeah, I imagine that. Even the incandescent ones on one of those burrows, they can actually throw off a lot of heat oh, sure. if you use them like they originally did. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. No, they would get hot. So then after I had uh, built that, I thought, well, it would be kind of fun to uh, film a little video, you know, have a little narrative video in there. So yeah. I uh, wrote uh, a script for that. But after I uh, wrote it, then I realized it's, uh, it wouldn't be too interesting just to be uh, film inside of that because it would be like a bottle show in, on Star Trek. They would film shows just on, to save money, they'd film shows just on the uh, sets, spaceship set and they wouldn't go to a planet. So sure. I wanted to be able to film at least the, the section of the exterior of the spaceship too where you're walking out right. and you know, film you know, some exterior scenes too. And uh, since I knew I did need a little more room to do that, so I was kind of looking around for a, uh, a shed in town or a big garage or something that I could you know, buy. And instead, you bought the town. <laughs> <laughs> well done. And uh, my sister-in-law told me about this, uh, her uh, brother-in-law owned this building, and he was getting out of the construction business and wanted to sell it. So. I came down here and you know looked it over and since it was a uh, actual theater where I used to work when I was a kid, uh, I couldn't pass it up and you know it was you know the biggest yeah, fun yeah it was the biggest here. impulse buy ever buy bought it <laughs> within a couple hours and yeah nice. and then started went across your, the street to the you know larder and so yeah and then started building your, your yeah outside of your Jupiter too right here so as soon as I bought it I started drawing up plans how I could you know fix it up for the you know, most versatile maximum use. Lots of people have dreams, but you actually did it. So, I mean, I, that's awesome. Thanks. Well, yeah, this is stuff I've dreamed about doing my whole life, but just never had the time or the, um, you know, uh, resources to do it. So. Well, this came up, too, after I retired from the post office. Uh, and uh, that was... You know, I had a lot more time to uh, work on stuff then too. So, nice. this is this is like an ideal, uh, you know, playground for me in my yeah. retirement now. And and we should probably mention the star of the show, Penny. Yeah. Who is your cat? And of course, it's Cosmic Film Studios, and you've got the the cat. Uh, if you look at John's shirt there, you can see the logo, the cat in the spaceship. And uh, where's your shirt? Uh, my shirt, I've got to get a new one. Uh, my my other shirt's too big for me, well, so I'm gonna get a new one while I'm here today. We got it already. Yeah. So so, so Penny co-stars in your um, in your show or uh, stars in your show, I guess yeah. you would say. Um, and uh, I think uh, what we'll do here is uh, let's just take a quick break, and I'm gonna cut in uh, a trailer from uh, the latest episode of Cosmic Cat that deals with, um, why don't you set us up, uh, tell us a little bit about what that, that episode's about. Well, uh, this episode that I just finished filming is uh, about an alien zoo, and it kind of picks up uh, right after he's uh, captured by aliens and continues from there. And tries to find a way to yeah. escape. Okay, all right, well, let's uh, roll that footage. As we venture out into space, we expect most alien life to be much different from us. 
But perhaps some aliens are more like us than we realize. Will and his space cat Penny are about to discover one thing we do have in common with aliens. Aliens also have zoos. In a world beyond our world, there is a world behind bars where there is no place left to run and all hope is lost. So there you go. So it uh, looks like an exciting show, and actually we've gotten to see the, the full episode uh, already, and it's it's really a, a very well done, very well shot show. Thanks. And um, our friend uh, Katie Otten, who's a local actress in the Omaha area, stars as the alien zookeeper in that episode. And uh, now in that episode, of course, uh, is Penny, your cat. And there's a lot of different scenes, and Penny does a lot of amazing things in there. And tell us how you accomplish that. Well, uh, it's not e easy using a cat uh, uh, as a star because, you know, they're pretty much they're not quite as trainable as a dog. But uh, I got the idea for using a cat originally because I did. I, I like there was a, a skit on Saturday Night Live called Toons is a Driving Cat. I love Toons's. And they can drive just not very well. Yeah. <laughs> so, way before this, I did a, a little video of uh, It's a Wonderful Toons's Christmas. So, uh, I made a little mechanical cat and used my real cat and you know, okay. cut between them like they did on Toons's. Ah. And, uh, that was like my proof of concept that you know I that could make could it work. It. Sure, Toons is the cat as a proof of concept. I, I, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I do. So, uh, but I knew I'd need a little better cat than you know what I had. It was kind of crude. So, you know, besides using Penny, I actually made uh, some radio control cats, and I have some puppet cats. So, uh, I'll use Penny wherever I can where she can actually do cat stuff. But sure. if I need to have the cat playing a violin or something, then I use my playing cards. Yeah, and, playing and cards. Using a black cat is much more forgiving than yeah. Tabby that Toons's was. So, and yeah. I always like black cats too. Uh, in fact, you know, one of my cats was inspired by uh, uh, the Star Trek episode of si Sim or, uh, was it Simon. Simon Earth. Simon oh, Earth with Gary Seven. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cat, uh, Isis is the name of the cat. Right. I after the that. Egyptian god. So right. I even named one of my cats Isis. Nice. Yeah, very was, cool. Yeah. And also, you know, using cats uh, and on YouTube is you know you already guaranteed you know, an audience, audience. Yeah. a built-in audience, absolutely. Because you know the internet was 
made for cats, I think. Yeah. Now, how long does it take you to film an episode, and then once you've got it in the can, how long does it take you to edit it before it's ready to be posted and, or shown? Uh, most of the time is spent just building the props and the sets, because mm -hmm. uh, I have to build everything from scratch. You know, Do you have to farm out your special effects? Because it's like, you, the way you handle your spaceship moving scenes is really well done. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, no, uh, I like doing all, all aspects of that. Uh, so uh, when I go to film, uh, like for Katie, I had her for two day, two you know, weekends, you know, mm -hmm. a, a day each weekend. So I uh, had all her scenes ready to go and filmed her during those two days. But you know, for me, where you know, it's not as much of a hurry, yeah, it kind of spreads out over a couple weeks or so, gotcha. even, even three weeks. Mm -hmm. But you know, she's coming in and like doing shots with Penny too can take you know quite a while too. For sure, you're not going to be able to you know get her to do it in one take. So right. And then, how long does it take you to edit it once you've got all the scene shot? Uh, I do have a lot of times. I have the music already, uh, you know, planned out, and uh, so it takes maybe a couple weeks to edit it because uh, I. Uh, they aren't uh, feature length, they're just shorts, yeah. run about 30 minutes. Right. And, uh, I, uh, you know, used, been thinking about it so much, I already know how I want to edit it, so it goes fairly fast when I do edit it then. Yeah, now, the, now in the, this episode of two, at the end of it, there's a song at the end with all the aliens playing different instruments. Now that music for that, do you find that, is that like uh, free music that you found on the internet? No. Uh, did you compose that? It's, uh, it's called royalty free uh, music, okay. so you don't have to, uh, it's it's not free, but uh, oh. it's a subscription service. Uh, so uh, you know, I pay so much a year for the service and they have unlimited downloads. Oh. So I use, you know, basically just their library of they have such an extensive library okay. and I use that for all my music and sound effects too they have big sound effects for everything. Wow. Now, now, I that. Yes. Right. I always worry about you know the copy, copyrights so yeah. I, you know, even the magazines and books I'll print the covers for them and right. you know any brand names you know, like for the beer bottles they'll you know make my own props like that right yeah because so often you'll see people will post stuff on YouTube or whatever that you go to look at and it's been taken down for copyright infringement yeah. so you wouldn't want that yeah, yeah a lot of the uh, you know studios are pretty protective about, about the uh, yeah, I their, and, yeah. so even like Star Trek you know there are some you know really well done Star Trek episodes like Star Trek Continues yeah. and, Next, yeah, those uh, were essentially yeah. shut down because well they restricted the rules, you know because some people were making, you know personally making money from right. Them. Like that we Star Trek Annexter, yeah. yeah. Axanar, Axanar, yeah, yeah. You just can't, yeah. yeah. So, but they yeah, they kind of restricted so much that you know the studios, all the women, yeah. yeah. well, they pumped so much money into it, and they were paying the actors way more than the guidelines. Yeah. But, yeah they, but they had to kind of through SAG regulations because they got real stars. I yes, mean, right. And it, it was, it's a weird mess. And it's like now we don't have continues, now we don't have anything. 
So, where I actually in the beginning wanted to make a uh, Lost in Space fan film, mm -hmm. I decided not to because uh, I didn't want to get, you know, yeah. cease and desist order. And right. this. Are so, they I, as I think it's. About the, the intellectual property rights for Lost in Space? What, what was that? Are they as rigid about the intellectual oh, property rights? Oh, yeah, actually, so they were, there was going to be a Lost in Space web series uh, that a filmmaker was going to do, and they got a cease and desist order. Uh, you know, to shut down. So, who owns the rights to the original Lost in Space? CBS. It's to. Legendary owns it. Uh, Kevin Burns, he uh, manages it for him. Uh, okay. For the Irwin Elements State. I gotcha. Huh. Now, uh, what so, software do you use to edit your? Uh, I I like uh, to use. Uh, Adobe Premiere to edit it, and then you know, for some special effects, I'll use Adobe uh, After Effects. So if I want to remove wires, you know, that holding up the spaceship, they have a nice wire removal. Really? Huh. I was wondering how that worked, how they got all the wires. Or when I do my next episode, when I'm doing a you know, weightless shot, so I can easily remove the wires. Huh. Look like cool. I'm really good. Nice. So this is so much nicer than. You know the types of effects that I, you know, could do with the Super 8. Oh yeah. Because I had to actually make a little optical printer to uh, combine you know, to make matte shots. Because uh -huh. I wanted to do a you know, shot of a beam coming down. Yeah. You know, matte you know, shots like they did on Star Trek and uh, Lost in Space. It's hard to do. Right. Uh, in camera. But. Yeah, I mean the the whole uh, computer field and the. The whole industry around that has made it so easy for people now to make really high quality films uh, almost in their basements um, that uh, there's a uh, I don't know if you've seen it um, out on YouTube there's a channel called dust which makes sci-fi shorts yeah, seen that. yeah and I mean a lot of them are just amazing that they do um, it just just kind of blows my mind yeah and they can have a you know, computer-generated backgrounds and everything, and mm -hmm. you know, I do have a, a green screen too, where I can do shots if I need to. But actually, I like to keep mine, you know, low-tech. I want. I, I'm actually going for the '60s, you know, '70s look, where you actually have real sets, right? Uh, real props, and I don't want to use computer graphics at all because you know everybody does that anymore. Yeah. And uh, if it's Done well by your know, major studios, it looks you know good. But yeah. uh, if uh, you're more of an amateur, it's you, it's hard to make it look convincing. Right. So right. I don't even try to make my sets or episodes look you know realistic. I I'm trying to go for that uh, '60s look. Well, that's very good. Yeah. Was uh, right, I just watched Forbidden Planet like yesterday? Oh. Was, was, was that Super Ace? It wouldn't have been super eight. Well, it was uh, like cinema millimeter or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's like they actually, I think, had to use like effect the film. They had to scratch. Yeah. Like, to make no, that no, that was uh, was uh, Disney animators actually did the uh, sparks and the uh, uh -huh. the uh, monster from the head. Okay. How'd they uh, do that? That's that's because uh, I I was told that they actually well they they, they would use an optical print. No, they, it was done with an optical printer. Nice. Huh. Well, well done. And then my last episode too, Scaredy Cat. I have a par do a parody of the monster from the head too. <laughs> nice. And how did you? Did and you that do was that? done practically too. Uh, 
rather than animated, I actually had a, a puppet rat, and then I used some, I uh, painted the uh, kind of teeth and the claws with phosphorescent paint and let it by UV to give it that glow. Right. Huh. And so even that, I don't like to use, you know, computer graphics. I like to do real, you know, puppets. Yeah. Because, like I said, there's enough people that do, you know, movies with right. special effects. I like to do something that's a little different. Well, I, and actually, I think it's more fun too because yeah. working with, I like real miniatures, mm -hmm. spaceships. Like uh, when you're done with the uh, shooting the episode, you actually have the uh, model. You know, display afterwards, but for nostalgia, if it's just a uh, you know, computer generated spaceship, you don't have anything to show for it afterwards, right? So. right. Well, that's I think that's the charm of what you do is that it's it's all it all exists, yeah. it's all tangible, and it's love. You can feel you really love what you're doing, and it, it comes through on the work that you well, like, out. It's like well, it was my guide was back in the 60s during Star Trek they had the book The Making of Star Trek mm. and that was the inspiration for me I, mean, I wanted to do those kind of effects with the miniatures and right. that's what inspired me so right. that's why I still like to you know do practical effects that's great well now so you you uh, just finished uh, putting out your episode two are you you started on episode three that's what this set right here is this for. one okay well actually I, this is for episode four but i'm going to film that you know before my third one so oh okay i'm going to film both of them you know kind of simultaneously oh, this so much now are there uh in the upcoming shows that you're doing are there any sort of big props that you got to work on for those or do you pretty much have all the set pieces you need and it's just kind of redoing them? Uh, some I'll uh, remodify, like in the uh, last episode, uh, Scaredy Cat. This is the pedestal that had that uh, big eyeball that oh, opened up. Yes, so right. I just took that off and added a different uh, it top looks to like it. Looks like the descendant of the Daleks here. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. early Daleks. It does. It is. And yeah. this, you know, in this in my last episode, this was a light fixture for you know that one scene to right. the very end. Right. So, you know, uh, you know, change things up a little bit, but I'm always, uh, you know, building new props too for, uh, you know, different episodes. So, uh, I'll be working on a space pod for uh, our upcoming episode too. And for Penny a, to travel around in. Yeah, uh, yeah, she you know, takes off in the, the space pod. So I'm going to build a full-size one of that. And then I'll also build a miniature one too. But. Anytime I build stuff, I always have it in mind uh, to work it into another episode too, so I can, you know, don't feel Make like maximum yeah, use yeah. of it. Yeah, nice, nice. You know, these set walls too, uh, you know, for the episode I just filmed, they were, you know, cages in a zoo, so take the bars out and they become alien doorways. Yeah, very cool. Or in this case, uh, uh, the super compu computer. Yeah, the computer. Alien computer. Did they reuse a lot of things on the set of Lost in Space originally? Or? Yeah, they did that constantly. And one of the things I find fun when I watch the episodes now is to, uh, you know, uh, identify props that they'd used in a previous episode, but they would change it just you know, out a little bit. Just enough to, yeah. to fool the, yeah. the viewers. Yeah, I, I built this one right there. It was used in a lot of different episodes in the background for uh, in different alien spaceships. Oh, that's very cool. 
It is. I like that. And it's like, and I, it, I noticed you centered the camera so that you got a picture of that uh, display that actually yeah. responds to voices. So, good, good call on that one. Yeah, it's very cool. Well, Bill, thank you very much. We appreciate the tour and the oh, time. Yeah. And uh, is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, any your, your Cosmic Cat tours? Well, any, any, any like? I do have a, a website that my son fixed up. It's called uh, CosmicFilmStudio.com. Okay. And it has a link to uh, you know the episodes that are done, and also behind the scenes, and tells all about the studio. And you know, I do uh, do have people come down here and film other episodes, you know, uh, films too. So that's uh, kind of fun to share with them. Well, we will share that. Yeah, when those or that uh, that URL. Yeah, those other films that that were shot here will those be linked from your website yeah. as well? Oh, I, I do have some behind the scenes shots of the uh, Robo Mummy from outer space, which uh, <laughs> they filmed here. Uh, Lincoln filmmaker nice. uh, filmed a feature here. So hopefully that'll be out this summer and just from seeing what they filmed, it, it's really going to be funny. Good, good. Well, and then the, the, they wanted to use, you know, a lot of my sets that I already had too. So oh, nice. I worked, worked out, out well for yeah. yeah. And then, you know, last month too, I had a, 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 a musician, she came out here to do a music video, so that's online too now. So that was filmed using... You know, some of my same. I actually used uh, you know, some of the cage, you know, oh, sets too, and the, the uh, exteriors out there too for that. And the Penny was in that too. Oh, very cool. So she's uh, in a couple of uh, different films, so she's a pretty hardworking cat. Yeah, it didn't be quite famous. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be making her demands for her own. Uh, studio uh, fifth wheel or something. <laughs> she can go lounging in between well, shots. she has her little... Uh, her own yeah, director's she has her own, chair. Yeah, director's chair. She has her own little <laughs> bathroom there underneath the uh, spaceship there. Nice. I want a bowl of green M&Ms before every show or I'm not <laughs> going on. She had uh, the, cra uh, the craft table for her. I got all kinds of cat treats for her. Nice. Because that's in her contract. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, you, you better have to. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again, Bill. You're welcome. Pleasure talking to you. Yeah, you too. I wish you great success in the future. Yeah, I love your podcast, too. Yeah, well, so. thank you very much. We appreciate that. So we'll go ahead and send it back to the studio for more commentary. Thanks for watching. Okay, well, we're back. Yes, um, we are. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. We yes, sure enjoyed yeah. doing it. it and, yeah. Uh, Bill's, Bill's fun. Yeah, and the studio is amazing. I mean, he's got that real... Uh, what is it, a quarter size front of the Jupiter 2 there. Um, and uh, the amazing thing of that, so it's just the facade of the Jupiter 2. Inside, when he films the inside shots, he films it from his basement where he's got the detail. Yes. But from the outside, he's got, when you look in the windows from the outside, he's got a mural back there. And the mural is designed so that when you look at it from the outside, it makes it look like it's a three-dimensional, three deep... Oh. Yeah. Um, there's you're, the White House you're, again, you're, Linda. Your Ukrainian spies are, yes, are, are communicating. Um, so but, yeah, totally it looks like... You sell Jen on the black market. Yeah. <laughs> you better have gotten damn good shit. I'm thinking at least 15K I'm worth. 15. 350. And for not being a virgin. <laughs> uh, Had I been a virgin, you would have gotten 100. Yeah. 350. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we told him you were a virgin, so they're going to be disappointed. Yeah. But we only gave him Seth's address. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know what I'm going to do with that. Linda and I are moving to a small town. Well, <laughs> no, so now we Have got our kidneys to sell the black market. small towns to figure yeah. out which one you want to take over? Yeah, at least I've they're not trying to sell my liver, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I want something no more than an hour from Omaha. Yeah, and... And with a, a pliant civilization. <laughs> yes. That, that yes. Something that's easy to subdue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Bill the Corn Lord. <laughs> well, dude, you have been, you know, Malachi. I've been waiting for you to start a cult for a long time. I, yeah. I've seen your failed efforts. <laughs> failed <laughs> efforts? Yeah. I mean, he made himself a staff. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. over there in the corner. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm I mean, that's the sort of thing I could see him like. Exiting the corn silo, wielding. This <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I. I Anything's don't know possible. What I don't know what you want to do in the cornfields with your staff, but it's like. What I want to do is find a small town that I can rename. What? Like Newman Grove or something. Billville. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Danger Bill is awesome. Danger town. Um, well, thank you. I think. The other bill. Oh, the other you're fine. No, I, you're you're fun. fine. Uh, and I adore you. But I mean, you, you but don't have your own small Nebraska town. No, I don't. And you don't have your own uh, theater in your basement. That's you true. You don't have your own spaceship. There's, there's time. I do have my own studio. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm working on it. You are getting there. Your we Jacob's Ladder is pretty small, though. It is, yeah. but, yeah. but you know, you people have, have been talking about that, too. They have, they have been talking about the size of your Jacob's Ladder for quite some time. That's what she said? Yeah, that's what. But dump dump. Yeah. Damn it. But you have yet to see my Tesla coil. Why are you waving Tesla that coil. Like this? Why are you doing this My Tesla coil. I mean, talking about your small Tesla. Yeah. Just, like, I mean, it feels kind of weird to say, but yeah, I do want to see your Tesla coil. <laughs> It's 50,000 watts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sorry, 500,000, not 50,000. Yeah. 500,000 watts. Yeah, and no, uh, Aaron, Aaron said you want to say yeah. volts, not watts. You're right, right. You're right. <laughs> right. Says the engineer. Volts. For Facebook. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, uh, when we do a future after dark, we'll film the Tesla. Yes. And we can put it on the show. We should we just have, be like dancing have, around it with like lightsabers. I do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because, like, you did it at Bridgefest right. and, and filmed it, didn't you? Yeah, and you saw it. Yeah, and it's like, I don't want you to That's knock out all the... It's impressive. Yeah, yeah but it yeah, is it going like, to, knock ball. out all the computers for, like, a block if you turn that thing on? No. No? He's got some maybe. So, if anything, I would up. hope uh, yeah. our audience looking at the interview, listening to how inspired we are by just visiting Mr. Hedges, that... Maybe what? call a yeah. Does he want? Does he want visitors? Do you think? I think he does. Probably. No, yeah. no, don't not not even say that. But that whatever <laughs> craziness that inspires you, you should freaking pursue it. Yeah. Don't like if this if buy something, that town. If yes. it makes you <laughs> <laughs> make that make that human centipede. Make it happen. Live the dream. <laughs> no, do it. you can accomplish anything. Just do it. <laughs> Jenna's right. You can do whatever you, can you want. You can do it all. If, a craft, if there is a craft that makes you happy, no matter what people may tease you about for your fandom and your, your, right. your nerd love, 
fucking do it. Life yeah. is short. Make it if happen. it makes you happy, do it. Right. What is that? I feel that means Bill's going to get overpositors now. You know what? I always wanted, when I was a kid, I wanted those. <clears throat> when we were kids, we had, um, I had, I got three brothers, and we were, we used to. Um, are those the ones that survived? Yes. <laughs> those are the ones that, those are the ones I let live. Barely. And um, we had bunk beds, and I always imagined having the bunk bed I could tap, and it would fold up with stairs that would go down like uh, Hogan's Heroes, oh. and I could go down yeah. underground, and I had the shortwave radio down there and all this kind of mm. stuff. You kind of heard the Morse code, so I got part of it going. Have a but tiny Frenchman trapped in your basement. Yes, yeah. right, right. <laughs> and uh, I, was, awesome. I always wanted to have that tree. You know, they always came up through that tree, yeah. that sawed-off tree out stump. in the... Yeah, it was just a stump, and the top of the stump lifted off, and they'd climb up out from underground. I always thought that would be cool to have in the park here behind the house. Uh, but the trees are the trees are only probably about two inches around right now. They're kind of small. I'd have to lose some more weight to be able to crawl out of one. Or or you could just, like, get a fake tree stump. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> they kind of look out of place with all the two-inch tree stumps. But who knows? Right. Well, I mean, Bill, yeah. Bill like excavated under his yard, didn't yes. he? Yes, put he that did. theater in? Mm -hmm. Yes, he well, did. Under I the mean, house, yes. he excavated all that. There's nothing stopping you from knocking down a wall and yes. digging underneath the street. <laughs> except, except <laughs> Linda. Linda's like, don't you give him ideas. And Jenna's over here, like, you know, your she had, <laughs> she had a huge enough fight when we moved into the house, and I wanted to put in the fire pole from the bedroom to the the kitchen. Uh, seeing as how you don't have that, I guess you lost that. Yeah, fight. I lost the fight. You know, I, I think that's for the best. I, <laughs> you I, think? I really you do. You say that, but I'm over here disappointed. Like I, I know, climbing yeah, a fire. Star right, of right. What is it with you and climbing and drinking? I just, I don't, I don't <laughs> understand. It's, it's like <laughs> no, they don't. They really don't. Hashtag <laughs> CrossFit. Do. I don't know. I want to do strenuous things. Well, listen. Ben has always been a climber. It's true. We're coming up on our um, hour, and so I think we should get to our final question. It's true. Bill, and you start, because okay. the wonderful question is, if you could build any fandom in your basement, what would it be? And if I could build any fandom in my basement, I would recreate the bridge of the original Enterprise, NCC-1701. So the nice thing is, you could use the view screen as a TV to watch Netflix. Mm. Nice. Or anything else. Yes, mm. exactly. So, yeah, so I would do that. All right. So I would actually go X-Men. Mm. And I'm suddenly... What, I'm sure like, it's not the whiskey. Do you mean but like just the, in the case mansion? It was, the X-Men mansion or something? No, or? like the... Uh, the danger the, room? Not the danger room, but Professor Xavier's... Oh, cerebral. Cerebral. I would want to. I would want to do that because that would be cool. Because you could have a planetarium. From oh that, yeah. Or a screen to watch Netflix. Yeah, I can just see Jenna down there wearing the helmet, going, "I'm trying to kill them with my mind. <laughs> I am trying to." And then she'd to be like, "Hate you to death." Well, and then she'd to be, be like, "To be fair, the politics of today. Could you blame me?" No. No. no, no, and that then would be a pretty fun fantasy. <laughs> and then to be fair, she would be like, "I'm going to kill them with my mind," and then she'd be like, "Fuck it, I'm going to use a knife and throw her, head <laughs> head <laughs> throw her helmet down." Yeah, and fuck it, knives gone. are easier. Actually, <laughs> accurate. Good to know you've gotten to know me this yeah, well since right. November, sir. Yep. 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 You have not hit your little furry animal at all. No. 
I, I, I don't hit animals. Only people. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't really alive. Look at those nice big eyes. It but it's adorable. It, yeah, right. it, it doesn't seem to mind. And she'd be more of a knifer anyway. That's true. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> Charles? Charles is nervous as he contemplates the hit in the box talk that we've had. Well, I was right. more going well, to so what fandom for you. Yeah. yeah, it is fandom. So it's not that I would do this, but if I had to create a fandom. Yeah. It's not gonna be if you were forced stuff, to. If you were forced at knife point. Oh, we're going to give you a million dollars, Charles. You are forced to All create right, a fandom. All right, but I'm going for the set of Barbarella. Oh. <laughs> oh. The, the furry walls? I'm going for the girls. <laughs> Does that much shag carpet exist in the hate anymore? I hate to admit but this, so but for the I'm, I'm going to kind of need a plexiglass table, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to ask about now, that. Now, that's, I want to know. Uh, I want to know if Charles is going to dress as the... No, no. Right. It's not Are you going to no, dress no, as the Harry Catchman? Oh, as the Harry... Yeah, I'm pretty close to that already. The Harry I don't need much. I just need With to stop Charles that as the catchman. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him answering the door. You know, FedEx is delivering a package, yeah. and Charles shows up with fur on top of fur. Yeah. <laughs> well played, sir. Would you like to see Ex my basement? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, please. While he takes off the, the coat, he's got the tufts and the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. All nice. right, John. You. John. Um. <clears throat> well, I thought about it, and I guess, honestly, it would have to be a show you might never have heard of called Space 1999. Oh, I've heard, heard of, of that. that. Yeah. yeah. You aren't going to out-hipster so us. So what part of that would you man. would you redo? Uh, mission Control. Okay, uh, so the moon base yeah, area. The moon base, yeah, because yeah, I, I like that. It's like, yeah. I, always, I liked it because it's like, when I saw Space 1999, I was always like, space is so clean. Yeah, all the time. It's like there's, it's never dirty. It's like, how do you do that? Yeah. Uh, unless you were in Firefly. No right. Firefly. Yeah. Well, and see, that's more realistic. Space is gonna be dirty because you got all the dirt, and right. you have like the human skin cells that flake off, and it should be just oh. dust everywhere. It depends the, on what kind of HEPA the, filter uh, system. Yeah. You yeah. have the right. weirdest sensitivities. The if uh, it was designed with a HEPA filter system, you'd probably anyone, be okay. Anyone ever noticed just how, like. Wet and moist than the Nostromo from Aliens was. Yes. Did you there go out of your way to pick those particular words? <laughs> <laughs> moist. I think moist. he's got the ovipositor on his moist mind. Moist bother you? No, it's just it seems like like but the There's, way not only the words the way you said them. There's so, no I, other word to this. Moist. Here's, here's the thing though. <laughs> if you've ever seen the special box edition, it's also moist. The special but box is moist. All I'm saying is, is tepid and damp as well. The special director's cut box dish kit edition. Um he throws in some interesting geometric patterns and uh hmm. extra scenes. Hmm. It's worth there, watching. There may so or may not be an LSD influence in it's all of the that. Honey so right out. Huh. So you don't say. <laughs> It's not like it's not like I'm speaking from experience or anything. Not at all. No, no. Well, I would never suggest that. Jenny. No, no. <laughs> I don't know you at all. All, all I'm just saying is, um, he's got a lot of factors and inspiration for that environment. All, all huh. I'm saying is that that particular spaceship was very. There was a lot of condensation. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, it was a big. Is that better for you? It no, was a big ship. It's like, can you, can you, can you, can you do a hat trick and give me one more really weird wet words? <laughs> no. Instead, <laughs> so like, Seth is going to tell us his fandom. Damn. Yes. I did damn. Well, I'll give Seth? it to you. You can have it. It's like so that's what, what uh, Tony Stark's Hall of Armor. Yay! Ooh. That nice. Circular room yes, that has suits. all the Would you have a Jarvis? Him? He would be like, "Hello, Seth. Welcome back." Oh, you'd have well, to I, have a Jarvis. I mean, yeah. If I've got, if you're gonna give me a million dollars, yeah, I'm gonna have a Jarvis in there. Oh, which reminds me, I need to check my lotto ticket, guys. If I've, if I've won the lottery, it's all happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. I'm, Jen- bu- <laughs> I'm buying. I am buying Joslin Castle, and we're gonna have our zombie uh, compound. I thought you were gonna create Geneville. That too, but to be fair, I feel Genevieve has a lot of extra body parts laying around. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the Jocelyn Castle has victims. three foot stone walls. Yeah, so no one can nice. escape, <laughs> and no one can hear you scream. Yeah. And the police can't get in. They can't get in. <laughs> right, alas. All right. Well, um, I think we've reached. Uh, the saturation. end of our show. Yeah. Yeah, saturation. Oh. Yes. Oh. I so, like it. <laughs> I'd love to hear how people think this first After Dark show went. Yes. And if they'd I, like I, to see I more. I had a blast. I yeah. truly did watching yeah. I'm sure you this. did. This I'm was sh- awesome. Seeing <laughs> <laughs> as how you were pretty much just observing oh, all yeah. of us other. Yeah. Observing behind his carefully darkened glasses to prevent us from seeing his dilated eyes. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and just the grin. You guys yeah. think we're bad. John's the worst. Yes, yeah. he's horrible. Yeah. All, so. th- all those mescaline suppositories, they really, <laughs> they really mess you up, man. You know, I'm not surprised you like it up the butt. That was good. That was good. That was really good. I Call this ap- first uh, uh, Galactic Driftwood After Dark episode a wrap, <laughs> and we'll hopefully have uh, many more. So indeed, yes, it was fun. So thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Like and subscribe. It's true. That's right. Facebook, Comment. Twitter, all that stuff. Yep. yep. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.